TalkZone.com. Now, TalkZone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joe Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. Yes, indeed, it is two guys and a mic here on the TalkZone.com. Double B, Brian Bauer in studio today. Sports and more. That's what we do each and every day here on the Two Guys and a Mic show. 10 to 11 Central Time, five days a week, one hour a day, five in total. Brian, I'm still shocked, dismayed, and somewhat upset that they allow us on the airways for five hours. Makes you question management, doesn't it, Coach? It really does. Yeah. Two, five like, hours, do you think they'd look at the clock and be like, eh, I don't know, <laughs> You're going to have five hours, but it'll be from midnight I, to five in the morning, one day a week. I almost feel guilty working for a place that would actually put me on the air, if that makes any sense. It's like Groucho Marx. Oh, yeah. I remember? would never be a part, a yeah. member of a club that would have yes. me as a member. <laughs> That's exactly One of the true. great comedic lines of all time. I refuse to join this club. Why? I refuse to join any club that would have me as a member. It just shows. <laughs> a lack of discretion on their part. Oh, goodness. Welcome, everybody. Hope you're having an uh, outstanding Tuesday voting day. We've got all kinds of stuff going on. It's election day. It is election day. It is day. Groundhog Day. It, really? The Oscar nominations have come out. I'm just ingesting all the Grammy Awards, and boom, right at you. Hollywood throws out your Oscar nominations. Groundhog Day, election day, sports. Brian, I'm thoroughly confused, even more so than I usually am. And the Razzie Awards, the, their uh-huh. nominations came out. The Razzie Awards for the oh. worst picture, the worst actors. I made a little stick them to them. Now that I'm into. I thought you said the Ramsey Awards. I'm like, who? That's a little different. Well, some, guy, hey. some guy named Ramsey coming out with a war. Uh, Gordon, the Razzies. Gordon Ramsey, the best restaurant award. <laughs> Are you familiar with his work? I like uh, that. I am not, but uh, I am uh, intrigued. I, all my list of notes here, I did not have the, the, the Raspberry Awards, yeah. which are better known as the Razzies. They call them the Razzies, yeah. The worst. For the worst actor, worst picture, worst female actress. You have a list? I do have a list. I'd be interested. I bet you would. We could throw that out in sports, too, by the way. Could sure. we do that as a daily quandary Absolutely. today? What do you want, the worst Worst picks? performance by a uh, quarterback in a National Football League season. Worst uh, uh, job of announcing in a National Football League. Ooh. So we could throw that out to our listeners. As long as they came out with the Raspberry Awards? Correct. The Razzies. Yeah, they've been around worst like 30 movies. years now or something like that. Let's, yeah. let's, let's go right back at them with the help of our listeners and worst performances in sports as we look back to 2009 or the one month that was 2010. Exactly. Worst picture, Land of the Lost, Transformers, All About Steve, G.I. Joe, <laughs> and Old Dogs. All and sadly, I enjoyed two of the three, two of that five. I, I like G.I. Joe and I like Transformers okay, for just your dumb action flick. Glad to say I did yeah. not, uh, Dish out my 13 hours for either one of those movies, but uh, Old Dog. Old Dog. It was uh, John Travolta. Okay. It was oh the comedian, uh, Mork from Mork and Mindy. Give me oh Robin Williams. Robin Williams. Williams. That's a good combo. Seth Green. Okay. Uh, basically, they're they're older gentlemen who are you know taking care of their kids who are in a Cub Scout pack. They wind uh-huh. up in a they somehow they wind up in a zoo after hours. I don't. To me, it seemed like. <laughs> It seemed like John Travolta had just done this movie where he was an old uh-huh. biker and they decided to go on a ro- bike right. trip. Wasn't that with that, the guy from uh, that, Tim? That was something Hogs, wasn't it? Like yes. old Hogs or something like yeah. that. I mean, yeah. So, so it seems to me like it was just a replay mm-hmm. of the same flick. Well, the John Travolta career, you know, is his 
riding the ups and downs. So. Except I'm very interested in his new movie, uh, From Love with Paris. So okay. From Paris with Love. Something that is uh-huh. supposed to be an action flick where he plays. Or like, I'm in love with killer. Paris. Oh, who isn't? Or Paris is in love with me. And Paris Hilton kind of freaks I'm me out. I'm in love with Paris. Uh, all right, so those are the worst movies. <laughs> yeah. So Robin Williams and John Travolta, and, and you must have been a bad director. Travolta up to get for two worst stars actor. like that. Travolta up for worst actor. Same movie. Same movie. Man, Steve Martin up for worst actor for what Pink movie? Panther, whatever number two. Return number two. I don't know. Two, I three, think it was like four. Eight. Yeah, but it was part of the he did. Will Ferrell up for worst actor. Okay. Worst actresses: Megan Fox, Sandra Bullock, and Miley Cyrus. Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock. Come on. For I... all about Steve. If you saw that movie, you might agree. I did not see that. Oh, bad, bad, bad movie. Did not see that. She's, that was Steve. A... Is that was Steve Carroll? No, she. It's uh, uh, Brandon Cooper. It's actually the lead okay. character. He plays a guy named Steve. This girl becomes mm-hmm. obsessed with him. And follows him around the country. He's a ah, part okay. of a reporting crew. That's right. Yeah, it, it, it was mildly entertaining, but it mm-hmm. wasn't good. Yeah, yeah. I do read. Uh, I don't get to see too many movies, but I do read the reviews when they come out, and I'll make a list of movies that uh, I would like to see down the road. Usually, not until they come out in video. All about Steve, definitely not on the list. I think that was one where my wife, I think, has an obsession with Brandon Cooper and she's okay. just, or Bradley Cooper, and she's just letting it out now. Uh-huh. Because I've noticed, I've seen a lot of Bradley Cooper movies lately. Uh-huh. Well, Bradley I'm Cooper's sure starring in, uh, you know, kind of a teenage trash comedy funny film that actually got some Oscar nominations, I believe, and that was The uh, the Hangover. Oh, The Hangover was the great. The Hangover, highly the Hangover was phenomenal. I love but, that movie. But you don't often see, no. I mean, we all love the movie, but usually a comedy with no redeeming value. No. And a lot of, uh, <laughs> you know, drinking and male and sexual nature. Drugs. Typi- yeah, huh? drugs. Yeah. Yeah. Typically does not get a lot of uh, high grades from the quote-unquote movie experts. True. And the Oscar nominees, but The Hangover has uh, been highly acclaimed. Hangover is one of my favorite movies of all time. I bought yeah. that DVD the minute it came out. I'm not one who laughs in a theater. Uh-huh. It takes a lot to get me to get, <laughs> I'll do the chuckle, I'll do the, <laughs> you know, whatever. My wife sat next to me and she said, I don't even know you. This is the loudest I've ever heard you in a theater. Because mm-hmm. I just laugh out loud, loved it. My only question is, if you've seen the movie, what is the chicken doing in the hotel room? That was never addressed throughout the whole movie, my, and it kind of interests me. My only response to that is, please don't ask. And they're doing a sequel, which I can't is wait to right? see. Is that right? Yeah. Hangover 2? Hangover 2. Wow, the saga continues. <laughs> All right, so the Raspberry Awards are out there. The Oscar nominees are out there. Worst performances in a movie uh, by actors, actresses, supporting actors, supporting actresses. You want to throw it over to the sports world? We can do that. I think certainly worst performance by an NFL quarterback this year has to be. Has to be our very own, I no. think, going hands down. No, worst oh, performance yeah, in a quarterback. Absolutely. Come on. You could go around the league and find a lot oh, worse QBs. Jay Cutler would be my nominee. He's got a new quarterback coach, a new offensive uh, coordinator, but no, Jay Cutler to me, hands down, not even the winner of the QB Razzie. the worst quarterback as far as I'm concerned in the league. I mean, if you look around the league, come, just, just look at the teams that are sub, the sub 500 teams. I mean, there's so many teams out there that don't have a quarterback who can throw mm-hmm. it 30 yards. I'll go to San Francisco. You think he's wor- worse than Alex Smith? Well, maybe it's due to the expectations. I mean, you know, John Travolta. Jamarcus Russell. John Travolta will. Jamarcus Russell. <laughs> huh? I, I understand, yeah. but it, maybe it, it has to do with the expectation. You're talking about Will Ferrell and John Travolta being nominated for worst performances. Well, obviously, compared to Joe Schmo in a local play, they're probably better. But it's kind of based on there's a certain assumption of a level of play. So I would still hold true fast that the most disappointing quarterback, 
the absolute deserved Razzie in the NFL this year yeah. would go to Mr. J. See, Rodriguez uh, Cutler. I, I look around the league and see there are a lot of quarterbacks with a lot better talent around them that don't play well. I would go Alex Smith. I would go Jamarcus Russell. I would go David Garrard, Mr. I'm in the Pro Bowl. I watch a lot mm-hmm. of Jacksonville games because I'm apparently a sick sadist. I, I enjoy Jack Del Rio. I always liked him as a coach and as a player. So mm-hmm. I, I kind of follow Jacksonville out of the corner of my eye kind of thing. And David Garrard, for the team he has around him, he is shockingly bad. Worst performance uh, for an NBA basketball team has to be the New Jersey Nets. First half of the season, definitely. Yeah, uh, The worst 44 straight games to start a season mm-hmm. of all time in the NBA. So, think, yeah, definitely right there I for you. I think they actually won a fourth game. They tied for that. <laughs> Certainly a tremendous, tremendous honor. But we could throw that out to our uh, listeners out there, 888-463-6748. You want to nominate some sports Razzies, if you will, you can do that. 888 Phone lines are open. You can always email us at Mike2Guys at AOL.com. M-I-C in the number two. Mike2Guys at AOL.com. He's Brian. I'm the coach. We are being webcast. Brian, say hi to your fans. Hi, fan. And you will notice All on my left you? chest, I proudly wear the I Voted sticker. I do not see on the left chest of a David Olson, our producer. I did not see on the left chest of our engineer, Randy Myers. I did look at the left chest of the young lady. I mean, I did not see hey, now. a sticker on any of the employees. Here at the talkzone.com and Brian has had to take a look at your left pectoral. Hey, take a good and look. And your right pectoral. I'm gonna make him dance. And anywhere on like your that. shirt, I do not see the <laughs> I voted sticker explaining por favor. Your parents are now listening. No, but I'm going right after this. Uh-huh. Going lovely well, Villa likely, Park. Ex- there's a excuse. there's a church on St. Charles that is my voting destination. Uh, that's, that's where I have to go. Sounds like a cop out to me. Listen, I have to it's get the up. old I'm gonna go vote at a church in Villa Park. I've oh, heard that excuse. Had, how before. many times have you heard it before? <laughs> Hey, I had to do show prep this morning. I was getting ready for the show while you're standing in line voting. Yeah. Getting your donut or your coffee or whatever they <laughs> hand out or the cookie. I'll tell you, Pat on the back from that lady who's 98 years old and just happy to see anybody younger than her. You are so cr- I don't know about your voting place. <laughs> no, it's the same. But ours, first of all, and it's the same every year I go in. Yeah. A, I don't know if they're trying to save on lighting, but the place is like dark. Yeah. Well, because the older folks don't like lights up because in the house they keep it dark because, again, it saving is, on cash. The, there's right. like four people behind the table. The average right. age of the four people working is deceased. Yeah. <laughs> and true. they're lovely, lovely people. But uh, it's, it's, yeah. you feel like you're walking into a morgue. First of all, where is I mean, I now I went in at 930, so not prime time. Most people are already at work. Yes. Yeah. But, I mean, it was like a morgue. Right. I had to. I was like the only one in there. You sure. know, I was. They were like clapping when I came in. Hey, there's a guy. There go. We, we got a visitor. The balloons are flashing and everything. And then I'm always amazed. I don't know about your quote unquote Villa Park Church that you go vote in. Yes. But they never, never ask for my identification. Ooh, they ask for mine. So you of fact, last time I had my voting card. But for some reason, when I got my voting card, they misspelled yeah. my last name. My happen. last name's Bauer, spelled like Eddie Bauer, B A U E R. They spelled it like Johnson J O L S E O W E R. So I gave him my card and like, let me see your ID. So I gave him my ID, and now this whole guy who must have been a former cop because <laughs> I've never been grilled that much. Hi there, Caleb. Hey, you know your card doesn't match. Your card, the names are wrong. But let me look up the addresses. I'm like the addresses on the back of the card. So he looks at the card. Uh, the addresses are right, but the names are wrong. You stay right here, young man. I'll be right back. I'll find out what the problem is. I'll be right back. Have a cookie. <laughs> so he goes away. <laughs> Wait, your place serves food? 
they, I think the old ladies just make a batch of cookies. Really? Yeah, because they're happy nah, to nah, see nah, people. Nah, so I, I always get bad. a cookie. Yeah. Right. So, which is another reason I like to vote. I like the mm-hmm. cookie. So, so I get back and they, I mean, the guy grilled me for 20 minutes. Where do you live? What's your phone number? <laughs> That's your social security. Yeah. He goes out and finds it like, okay, you can vote. Have uh, a nice day. He didn't have you go through like one of those airport scanners. They didn't take a full body image of No, you, at they? his age, it was a lot of padding down that I didn't understand really because, again, <laughs> I was just there. But it, like you said, it, they seem so happy to see you. I don't Some, know whether it's just the older people happy that younger people vote. But those, the four behind the table, when I walk in, yeah. it's like seeing my grandmother if she hasn't seen me in three months. <laughs> oh, my baby, how are you? Sit Brian, down. hey, uh, the guy with the B-O-W-E-R, how are hey, you, Hey, what's up, man? It's good to see you, yeah. bud. Yeah, well, at least you, uh, at least they check you. Oh, they check me. You got a pat down, a full body scanner, a yeah. check with you. I go in, I my what's your name? visit right there. All they do is they... <laughs> Turn and cough? What? <laughs> I just want to vote. Stop it. But uh, I go in, and this has happened consistently over the years. Where do you vote? And I go in, and, and um, you know, name, mm-hmm. address, they look it up. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah. They give you the voting thing. I could have been, uh, you know, Joe Glickman. Yeah. Coming in, just using my name, using my address, Joe Glickman could have voted for me. You look like a I Joe I mean, at Glickman. least, you know, have me pull out my driver's license. Well, when I no. lived in Morton Grove, which is actually where we're broadcasting out of, yes. I, when I voted here, this mm-hmm. is where I grew up, uh, never once do I think they ever actually ask for an idea. They name yeah. name an address. Okay. And there you go. Go vote. Have yeah. a nice day. You know, but when I got moved out to the western burbs, mm-hmm. when I was in Chicago, they asked me for my information, which is funny because Chicago, you think everybody votes it twice. But when I moved out to the western burbs, all of a sudden that, that became all of a sudden like a interrogation. Mm-hmm. It's not even just a, like a vote. It's an interrogation. All right. We got any voting uh, horror stories, humor stories out there? It is election day. More importantly, we do hope everybody uh, be at uh, 6 o'clock this morning up until 7 o'clock tonight. Go out and exercise your vote. We highly encourage that. But if you got any uh, humorous stories, maybe horror stories, anything in the vast in between, give us a call. We are Talk Radio. That's what it's all about. 888-463-6748. Mike, two guys at AOL.com, our email. I will tell you the brand new touch-tone screens. Every year they get a little cooler. They're almost like you video. You touch-tone screens? Yeah. I still have the stupid pop-it-out kind really? of thing. Yeah. You haven't gone touch-tone yet? I, I mean, don't these... know. Now, I don't know if this year they have, but when I did the presidential election, I was filling stuff out. Now, we've been touch-tone in our place for a couple of years now. Touch-screen, I should say. Yeah. And uh, they're getting more and more fun. I mean, I only half-kiddingly, <laughs> the guy thanked me when I was leaving, and I only half-kiddingly said, you know, I might get one of those voting machines from my basement. Yeah. Almost better than video games. Kids, what are we going to have for dinner? Go to the voting booth. Yeah, you got the forward, you got the back, you know, the assessor, the treasurer. You know, you could have fun in the comfort of your own home. Voting for judges, changing your vote. Yeah, It's the at-home voting machine. Where are we going to dinner? What movie do we want to see? Go vote. It's downstairs in our polling machine. I'm sure the wife would be happy to have that around the house. (laughs) All right. So we do hope everybody uh, went out there and voted. Uh, Tribune today, our Chicago Tribune here, our uh, two guys at a mic show emanating out of the Beautiful, snowy city of Chicago today, but they had a silent, very few words, but powerful political cartoon. I love the political cartoons because a lot of times they say so much with just a picture. See, I've lost out on the political cartoon. I'm part of that generation that rarely picks up a paper. I read everything online. You know, I go to the sports section online. Mm-hmm. I do everything else online. Yeah, you know, and you're, the one you're, thing you're, you don't really out. you don't really find is the political cartoons. Yeah. On. I'm sure they're up there somewhere, uh-huh. but you, they're not prominent. You don't flip by and be like, oh, there it is. Uh-huh. A, I've always been a big fan of the political cartoonists. Always impressed on how much they can say. Again, with so few words and sometimes just one picture. David Olson, our producer. If you could have one of our interns, I'd love to talk to a political cartoonist. 
Really? I don't even care who it is. You're just some guy who draws yeah. political cartoons. What the heck? Give me a political cartoonist from, uh, you know, Popkeepsky. Golf Junior High down the street. Can I'll have take a political it. cartoonist. Whatever yeah. it might <laughs> be. Right. But the one in the paper today, silent but powerful, Brian. And it uh, basically was two captions. The first captions was a military graveyard okay. with all the graves. All right. And the next caption below it was the voting ballot with a check mark, and it said vote. The top caption with the with the graves, the wording was, they can't. And then the one with the vo- check and the vote, so you can't. Nice. Four words. All right. Four words, they can't over the graves, so that you can't. No, I get you. Strong. Very. Solid. Strong. Yep. <sighs> Got to let that sink in for just a sec. <sighs> My coffee's sinking in right now. It's nice. We still in the air? <laughs> no. Ah. All right. We might need to take a quick break. We're going to get to some sports talk here. College basketball last night. We got the Super Bowl. Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. XIX. Blue. Blue. Red. Red. Split left. Split left. Bunny four. Bunny four. Audible. Audible. Hut. Hut. Hey. Ho. Hey. Hey. Ho. Super Bowl. XIX. Triple X. XLIV. Super IV. Can we just call it 44? Yeah. Yeah. I was always bad with Roman numerals. I was still trying to get through the regular numerals in math when they threw Roman numerals at me. Yeah. That was one nationality too much. I don't mind Roman numerals. I gotta be honest though. You know what I love about this whole Super Bowl <laughs> two weeks that you have to like bro- blow up for it, you get ready for it. What's that? I, know, I can't believe we just talked Roman numerals. I love that the NFL Network shows you every Super Bowl uh, of all time. Yeah, the, the NFL Network, please. Oh, it's the greatest network yeah, of all time. I heard some Listen, guy. Interview, I heard some guy interviewed on the uh, the radio yesterday. Uh, you know who's an NFL Network guy? Right. You know, and make sure you tune in tomorrow. Meaning today. Right. Tomorrow we're going to have a, all the media day interviews. We'll have a, a camera on each and every athlete so you can hear all the media interviews. It's on the NFL Network. Sure. I'm like, everybody likes anybody? that. Oh, there are people who enjoy me. Oh. Coach, I'm the kind of guy who when you get down to the the combine yeah. in Indianapolis, I'm watching it all. Oh, I'm like, oh, linebackers are coming up. Woo-hoo. I'm that kind of a guy. They, they cater to me. I watched the 85 Bears Super Bowl just the other day. Yeah. Happiest day ever. Right. Sat on the couch smiling the whole Maybe time. Maybe I'm getting old and grumpy. I'll be yeah, tuning in at about uh, 5 o'clock Sunday when the national anthem starts. In Thank a couple you of years, much. you're going to be behind a pole booth all happy to see me. Hey, yeah. bye, bye. Come yeah. in. Sit down. As long as I'm not wearing no special diapers, I'll be okay. All right. We'll take it a quick break. David Olson, our producer, already upset with us. 888-463-6748. Phone lines are open. Lots to get to. Double B and the coach here in the TalkZone.com. are open for your calls on two guys and a mic call 888 go for it once again here's the coach john cone 
very difficult pulling of my uh, chemical heartstrings during the what? break. We got two screens here in the booth. Yes. Two screens. The top screen. <laughs> the well, top screen had one of my favorite coaches, Rick Barnes, the well-coiffed, GQ-looking Rick Barnes and the Texas Longhorns. Take it out Oklahoma State in a great game. Texas the bottom Barnes. screen. Yeah. That's the one I was watching. Had the Hooters, upcoming Hooters Super special. Super Bowl special. Super yeah, Bowl you're going to win a 40-inch color TV. So I'm trying to Hooters, concentrate yeah, on Rick yeah. Barnes. we got the Hooters no. on the screen two. Rick Barnes, screen one. Hooters, screen two. Screen one, screen two, screen one. The winner is... Screen two. Yeah. At all times. Yeah, I, I, didn't even I gave it a good effort. I didn't Come even on. notice Rick Barnes was up there until well, you just said so. At least for me, it was a battle. For you, screen <laughs> one never even It wasn't entered. even a battle. It wasn't even a battle. Screen one just What do we have? Lines. A Hooters Super Bowl pregame? It's a Hooters Super Bowl pregame party kind of thing. I guess if you go to a Super Bowl during the NF, during, okay. during the Super Bowl, yes. at halftime, you can win like a 40-inch TV. Yeah. It's Interesting. We're talking about Hooters and his microphone is sagging. Interesting. You think it would go the other direction. <laughs> hey. So is this going to be broadcast like uh, on Super Bowl Sunday? I don't think so. I think this is pretty much a restaurant kind of thing. Okay. Again, now the girls that they showed were phenomenal. I was very happy with the whole concept. Mm-hmm. I thought Rick Barnes's Texas offense was brilliant. I love the strategy offensively, the way they attacked Ohio- Oklahoma State. I was not involved in screen two, Brian. Like a true professional I am, I was analyzing the Longhorn Oklahoma State, uh, not Sooners, but Oklahoma State Cowboys. Game. Yeah, and I was watching the four girls frolic in the pool. As far as I'm concerned, I win. Yeah, well, I gave I gave it a I gave it a good shot. All right, double B and the coach, two guys in a mic. By the way, coming up later in the show, our traditional segment. Today is the projected lineups Woo-hoo! for Major League Baseball season. We've Wait gone team by team. Today's team, your Baltimore Orioles. Wow. <laughs> The projected starting lineup after, what is it, about 15 days till pitchers and catchers report? Depends what team. I know the Cubs are at 15. I know some other teams are at 17. Yeah. So the White Sox are like 63. I think Ozzy Guillen said he's tired of March and April, or tired of February and March. They're going to uh, open up two days before the season starts. Well, uh, you know, Ozzy's seen his lineup. We talked about his projected yeah. lineup. He said, you know what? Yeah. yeah nobody, nobody come. Nobody yeah. come. Uh, nobody report. I need an extra two weeks. <laughs> In Chicago, they're, uh, for the White Sox, they're calling it pitchers and catchers. No need to report. Yeah, don't even bother. Yeah, it might help. We know what you got. It might help. It's not good, so right? we'll see you later. Yeah. yeah. NFL exhibition football, every team that goes 0-4 usually wins their first game. Sure. The teams that go 4-0 usually lay an egg. So I think Ozzy should go with the opposite philosophy. Pitchers and catchers, no report that. Nobody reporting. No. Hey, we report later, man. Yeah. I don't want to see you there. Work out on your own, stay in shape. Do it bad. Do it all bad except for yeah, the pitchers who do it bad. All right, very exciting. Yeah. Baltimore Orioles coming up. I can hardly Baltimore wait. Baltimore Orioles. Maybe a boo pole. Uh, not even on the roster, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> you got yourself a Brian Roberts, a Miguel Tejada. So don't give it I away. I will say, there's stuff there for don't you. Don't give it away. All right, you wanted to bring up, I know, in your uh, news and notes from uh, over the weekend. Yes. You had a, a big mixed martial arts convention oh, yeah, contest yeah. Yeah. battle. Yeah. And you said there were some interesting things that uh, came out. Well, Strike Force, which is one of the martial arts companies, there's, okay. there's two major ones: UFC, okay. which is number one, and Strike Force, which is number two. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were on Showtime. Okay. And Herschel Walker, 47-year-old Herschel wow. Walker, wins, basically because of they stopped the fight, so it would be like technical knockout kind of thing, where he was just pounding on a guy who was 22 years old. Now, given the guy that they set him up against, he only had four fights beforehand, uh-huh. and Herschel had no professional fights beforehand, mm-hmm. and Herschel donated all his proceeds, everything that he won, his purse, to a charity because he doesn't need That's the cool. money, which I thought was a nice little touch. Very cool. But extremely good. 
for a man his age. 47. 47, I swear. He, he has a body of, at most, a 30-year-old. Yeah. It was unbelievable to watch him in the ring. I mean, with his pectorals, uh, he could be starring in that Hooters commercial. Oh, well, I don't know if I'd go that far. I think I would. He looked pretty good, though. I'm telling you, it was, so, it, was, it was an unbelievable fight. He stalked the guy down. He had good ground game. Mm-hmm. He had good stand-up fighting. Now, he is a fifth-degree mm-hmm. Taekwondo black belt. So, again, he does know his martial arts. It was just an, amazing when you start putting in perspective. Mm-hmm. A 47-year-old man. Now, I think they put him up against a cupcake for his first fight just mm-hmm. because. It would probably be a good idea for a guy who's first fight. 47, 22. And, again, yeah. there's a lot of skeptics out there, Brian. I know you well enough in our... Normal co-host, the big dog, Joel Redwanski, who's a big MMA guy, and I trust your judgment. But uh, for all the skeptics out there, this is not no. WWF, WWE. No, this is the real absolutely deal. absolutely not. For the amount of guys, the guys, there was a fight later on, Bobby, uh, Robbie Lawler, who's, uh, I believe he's a middleweight. He was getting pounded for three straight rounds, and he landed on a lucky punch and knocked the man out cold mm-hmm. in the third round to win the title. I watched that fight, and you got to say there's no way you script that because that hit was so hard and so jarring that it had to be. Also, if you're, you're a wrestling fan, uh, Bobby Lashley, he's a he's a former WWE guy, huge body, former wrestler in college. He had his MMA debut with Strikeforce, and he also won. It was an interesting bout. I mean, if nothing else, it was entertaining for about two, three hours. Really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. All right. And we had a football coach, apparently, that uh, was in attendance. Yeah, Rex Ryan decides to show up because it was in Miami. Mm-hmm. So Rex Ryan, head coach of the Jets, shows up, and they interview him. Miami, the host of the Pro Bowl. Exactly, and the Super Bowl. So there are a lot of football guys down there. So he's down there, and he does an interview in between fights. And, you know, it was one of those, well, you know, I love MMA. You know, our players, they train with a lot of MMA guys because it's great to keep you in shape. Uh, you know, a lot of people involved with football are big into MMA. They don't love to be here, blah, blah, blah. And the fans are booing him because he is the head coach of the Jets, and they're mm-hmm. in Miami. Obviously, there's a rivalry, so he's getting booed. So he's getting booed the whole time. And he decides to finish off the interview with, hey, and I'd like to thank all the Miami fans for being so nice to me while I'm here. Can't wait to come back and beat you twice next year. Ooh. That's how he ends the interview. And apparently people just started throwing things at him, just yelling at him <laughs> and, and giving him the business, if you will. So, unfortunately, on camera, he got caught giving the single bird, Uh-oh. if you will, saying you're number one with the middle finger, mm-hmm. and now he's had to retract that. Yeah, when yeah. you do that now, of course, that's going to be on YouTube. YouTube. And gonna Internet. Be on, yeah. It's going to be everywhere. So, he said, and he, he was honest, but he was, listen, I, I, I would yell at my coaches and my players for doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. I apologize. It was a classless act. I, you know, I, I'm guessing he was in an MMA fight. He probably had a few libations in him mm-hmm. to begin with. Cocktails. Uh, you know, beer hair. Yup. He's Rex Ryan. You see the gut on him? That's oh, at least a half goodness. a kegger. Wow. So he probably had a few in him because he looked mm-hmm. awfully happy on an interview. So, again. It, he it, didn't try kissing Susie Colbert, I hope. It wasn't Susie Colbert. It was another lady of equal value, though. She, really? She was fantastic. All right. I was quite happy with her work. So <laughs> You get a Rex Ryan trying to lip lock with you, and you're in deep, deep trouble. Ugh. You might have to put in your own mixed martial arts. <laughs> yeah. David Olson, by the way, our producer, a yep. uh, longtime mixed martial arts guy. He knows oh, yeah. judo. Yeah, he knows karate and he knows four other Oriental words. Really? Yep, that's amazing. Yep, very impressive. <laughs> All right, eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. Our phone number here, talkzone.com. Two guys, one Mike, double B, and the coach. You mentioned the Pro Bowl in Miami. We'll talk Super Bowl too, but uh, the Pro Bowl apparently, and I was very skeptical. The TV ratings. Yeah. The TV ratings for the Pro Bowl. This is the first time ever. Yeah. That they've done it before the Super Bowl. And apparently it paid off. Well, you know, we all said, well, the big stars aren't there. The Super Bowl guys aren't there. Who's going to watch this? Blah, 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 blah. Not only was the highest attended game, mm-hmm. but it was the highest viewed game as well, over 12 million viewers. Or not 12 million households, if you will. 
watching the game. So it got mm-hmm. tons of pub. And we, you know, we were the ones who kind of poo-pooed it, said, I don't know what it's going to do this well, year. Turns out if it keeps us up, they're going to keep it the week before and yeah, they, they I, might rotate the place. I think I would continue to poo-poo it. And I think most fans would. It's just a matter of which poo-poo is a little stinkier. And I would argue that the ratings, you know, were much higher because the poo-poo after the Super Bowl, the week after. Yeah. Nobody's watching. Okay. So still, there's minimal interest, but there's no football. At least the Super Bowl is still coming. So the poo-poo, a little bit less stinkier. I think we're comparing poo-poos, and I would say these TV ratings, a little better poo-poo than the other poo-poo, but make no mistake about it. The Pro Bowl is still poo-poo. I enjoy it for what it is. It's an exhibition. To me, it's no different than the NBA NBA All-Star game, if you will. It's a bunch of people not playing defense. Uh, to me... I like it, and the fact of the matter is, next year they're going back to Hawaii because that was part of the contract. They would go back to Hawaii for one or two years. Very nice. Which is fine. I have no problem with that. I kind of like having it in the same place that the Super Bowl is going to be because you can see there's obviously already attendance for people getting ready for Super Bowl week. People are juiced up for it. When you see a crowd that's into it and a lot of people, it makes it more exciting to watch. I like what they've done this year. I couldn't care less about the game. I wonder how many times in Hawaii has it ever happened where a a player just does not show up for the game. You mean after being pre- there for practice? Yeah. Well, one of the it's players, Hawaii. one of Minnesota guys, didn't show up to practice all week this week for the Pro Bowl okay. or last week. So they told him not to show up for the game. They said, "Don't if you show up, we're not going to okay. play you, and we, right. we're not even going to announce you." I wonder what exactly are the practices like for the Pro Bowl. It can't be real serious. I've watched them. They were on NFL Network. Okay. <laughs> they they you are, are really. You do need more <laughs> things because you're between jobs. Yeah. In your well, normal here, normal is... working environment, you would uh, not be watching the NFL Network at two o'clock in the afternoon. No, I'd be watching a replay later at night. That's you how sick and twisted sick, I am. Sick, yeah. But, then, but I saw the. I mean, the practices were just walkthroughs. I mean, everything was a walkthrough. Nothing yeah. was full go. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was fun. You see guys joking with each other. You know, Rich Eisen, the NFL Network crew, are on the sidelines. So guys just stop by and start talking to them. Mm-hmm. So it's just entertaining. All right. Yeah. All right. And today is media day, correct? I believe so. I think right. today's the start of media day. You can watch all the guys being interviewed Ugh. on the NFL Network. Least favorite day. And I think <laughs> most NFL players will tell you. There's a few that probably enjoy it. But most of the NFL guys probably realize the media day are their least favorite too it's got to be a pain in the royal katukas well it seems like the same questions over uh, and over yeah, and then so. you always have that foreign press that's out of their mind they could care less yeah. about football so they just ask the most ridiculous question remember the lady a couple of years ago from spanish tv who kept asking tom brady to marry her mm-hmm. yeah it just stuff like that, that it was, just becomes kind of ridiculous to me i'd rather see a question like that and, you know, Tom, what do you think of the offensive keys for the game? I mean, it's such inane stuff. And there's something, I don't know if sick is the right word, but I think I'd use the word sad. Something sad about seeing an athlete up there and you've got 53 guys with microphones all sticking their microphone yeah. in the face trying to get, you know, the, the quotes of this one particular athlete. It's it's kind of demeaning. Well, it's their job. I know. I mean, that's the one but thing. Just, like, I something about uncomfortable it. about it. When I was a kid going to school, you know, I was a communications major at many different colleges. Mm-hmm. But you know, uh, obviously, I, you didn't communicate that well. No. So I thought to myself, well, do you do I want to go into reporting? And the first thought I had was, do I really want to follow around athletes yeah. and suck up to athletes yes. and shove a microphone in their face and listen to them and and have to deal with that aspect of the of the game? Because honestly, that's part of the job. I mean, being as demeaning as you pushing and shoving and get people in there. I was lucky enough to intern at a place where I saw it firsthand, and I mm-hmm. said, there's no way. There's just no way I could do that job because I have too much pride and I get too angry. Mm-hmm. So, you yeah, know, good for them. Here in Chicago, we call it uh, LGR. 
LGR. Les Grobstein uh, regrets. Jeez. (laughs) If anybody knows Les Grobstein. You see what has happened to Les Grobstein over the years? You say, I don't want that to be me. No. I'm going to a different field. No, there's a lot of guys like that. You see them, like the ones who are still, you know, in the field trying to do stuff. Yes. It just, it it looks pathetic Mm -hmm. is what it is. All right. Well, that's right there for you, NFL Network, and I'm sure all the uh, news stations will have the highlights. Media Day, let's get that over with. And uh, hopefully as the week goes on, we actually start. That's the frustrating thing. About the Super Bowl, to me, is you, you you really have a great game. Yeah. But you hardly can ever, because of all the crap going on, all the, you know, the Hooters specials. Love them. And all the other stuff going on, yeah, you don't get a chance to really break it down and get into the game. But, you know, that's the Super Bowl. It's become a, an American event. Well, it's funny is we've been here 27 minutes and we've not broken it down at all either. No, I know so, that. So <laughs> it's like I can't, I can't even concentrate. And there's so many little things going around a media day and I'm so excited about Groundhog Day. I have no idea why, but it is Groundhog Day. But, um, you know, hey, all right, well, you could break down. Like, you got any early picks for us? Well, yeah, you know, it depends what you want to look at. You What's want, the point, you point spread right now? Last I saw it was seven and a half. Seven and a half? Yes. Wow. So it could have changed, but I'll check that out as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, personally, I, you know, I look at the defenses. Uh, you look at, uh, I think the better defense of the two is New Orleans. I think the one that's more op- opportunistic is the Colts. If you look at the offenses, I almost call it a wash, but it's impossible to say a wash with Peyton Manning. So my head says, if I'm going to bet, I'm betting Colts. My heart, just because I want somebody new to win it, and I love what New Orleans, the city, has done to embrace the team. I think my heart always says New Orleans. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it depends how you look at it. Seven and a half point favorite. Indianapolis has not Actually, been it's down um, to five and a half now. Oh, it is. Yeah, that's significant. That is significant. All right. So well, I think two point Dr- drop. Freeney being injured. Dwight Freeney. A factor. Yesterday saying he's injured and yep. he's probably going to be out. I'm sure that's a factor. Anytime yeah. you lose your best pass rusher and the other side of the coin, you got Drew Brees throwing the football. That's a factor. That's a factor. You give him time to throw. It might come down. We're going to wait for all the experts to analyze. But Brian, early on, it might come down to which team is able to get pressure. On the other team's quarterback. And if I'm going to say that, I mean, without Dwight Freeney, what happens is now, you know, New Orleans can double team Mathis, who's the other defensive end on the other side. Because mm-hmm. he gets a lot of his stuff because everybody's double, double teaming Freeney. So I think that becomes a wash now. Now, now that off a defensive line doesn't put the pressure that you need. And if you give Breeze time enough to throw, I think he, he just picks you apart. Mm-hmm. And I also think they'll be able to run without Freeney. Freeney, for being a smallish kind of defensive end, he can stop the run extremely well. I think this will actually hurt him a little bit. And if you go back to the um, Jets-Indianapolis game, the Jets actually and Rex Ryan, uh, the man, uh, the flipping finger himself. You're number one. But they, but they had a good game plan early on. If you remember, they did put pressure on Peyton Manning. Absolutely. They hit Peyton Manning, but to Peyton Manning and his uh, offensive coordinator, Tom Moore's credit, they adjusted in the second half. They were able to march the ball down the field. But early on, good pressure against Peyton, and it did work. And with this kind of a game, if you can stop Peyton Manning a couple times early and force them to play without the lead, because that's what Peyton's used to. When he's got the lead, he's comfortable. They know how to play the game. Didn't hurt him two weeks ago. Well, either way. I think if you can get him early, that's the only chance you have of beating him is jump up early on the guy and force him to play from behind. Mm-hmm. Not that he's – I mean, come on, the man is great. I, I saw him against Miami where I think they had the ball a total of 10 minutes a whole game, and they still managed to win the game. That's how impressive he is. Yeah, and on the other hand, New Orleans, and again, quick Super Bowl thoughts here. We're going to take a break, come back with our final segment, but uh, we'll start building up to it. We don't want to get too much into it today, but a little bit on New Orleans and Minnesota, the actual game, the matchup unto itself, 888-463-6748. New Orleans in their first playoff game, they looked awesome. I forget who the hell they beat at this point. My short-term memory is totally useless. <laughs> but uh, against the Vikings... And I made the comment here on the air, you know, Minnesota turned it over five times. 
five times in New Orleans, maybe one. Yeah. And the still, the Saints had to have a coin flip and a field goal and a lucky call by the referee to win the game. So, you know, and they ended the season with three oh, not-so-good yeah. games. Yeah. Their first playoff game was good, but I would argue their performance against the Minnesota Vikings not that great. So I still have some questions about your New Orleans Saints. Well, New Orleans Saints, I thought, played extremely well in the first half. Second half just imploded. And they played yeah. just as badly as Minnesota, and Minnesota yeah. was fumbling they, the ball all over the place. In New Orleans, they didn't, I don't know if implodes the river. They played afraid. They, they went into a shell. Right. They, we got a lead. We're not yeah, going to do anything. Wait, this is Drew Brees, the offense. Yeah. What happened? Well, hopefully they learn from that and realize yeah. you can't play in a shell against Manny. He'll catch you and yeah. he'll beat you. Yeah, if they come out with that strategy, absolutely right. Fling it down the football field, folks. That's the way to win in the current NFL. We're going to take a quick break. TalkZone.com. Two guys at a mic. When we come back, our obscure projected starting lineup for the day. Back in a minute. Time to get back to Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. Once again, here's the coach, John Cohn. And we are back, Double B in the house. Brian Bauer, outstanding uh, individual here helping us out on Monday and Tuesday. Joel is scheduled. Scheduled. The big dog's scheduled to be back via remote Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Of course, Brian, when we talk about the big dog's scheduled we use that term in the loosest sense. Schedule is always put next to tentative. <laughs> <laughs> but the great thing about the big dog is he's always got stories. That's oh, yes. all I'm saying. Oh, it's yeah. a great listen. He's, he's a great, great listen. Great he's, listen. He's, you, it's been five days since he's been on the air, four days. Yep. He's going to come up with some good stuff. The one hour won't be enough, I Not guarantee. At all. Yeah, you're going to need an extra hour for yeah. him. Yeah. And, and he is a football fanatic, too, so I'm sure we'll have some great Super Bowl talk. But more importantly, we got Double B, Brian Bauer in the house, and you have before you. Before me. One of the great documents in radio, internet, sports talk history. It is our projected spring training, or not spring training, projected starting lineup for as of February 2nd. For your Major League Baseball teams. Yes. We've, we've done a couple. We've done the White Sox, the Incredibly Angels, exciting. the Braves. I'm not sure it is. but yeah. My wife heard the Anaheim Angel projected starting lineup yesterday. Yeah. She said her day was complete. Really? Yeah. Well, I hope she looks forward to the Baltimore Orioles as well. Because I here don't. it is. Your projected lineup for the Baltimore Orioles. Batting number one, second baseman, Brian Roberts. What? Batted 283, 16 home runs, 30 stolen bases. Overrated. I don't think so. Batting number two, center fielder, Adam Jones. 277 batting with 19 home runs and 10 stolen bases last Adam year. Adam Jones. Is he one of the flying Jones brothers? I wonder if they call him Pac-Man. Because isn't that Adam Pac-Man Jones' name? Uh, there is. Yeah, see, why not? 
At third base, batting third, Miguel Tejada. <laughs> Last year batted 313, 14 yeah. home runs, five stolen yeah. bases. Miguel Tejada, by the way, one of my favorite players, only because I saw him play one of his first games ever. I just happened to be at the White Sox game. Long story. Okay. But I saw this now. Huh. Long time very ago. Because... thin, very thin, spindly shortstop. Okay. Mm-hmm. Things happen. Not going to get yeah. Things no. happen. But... Uh, and I never heard of the guy before, but I remember talking to a couple buddies as we left. You know, that Oakland A shortstop, there was something about him. And back, and this was like his rookie year. Okay. Nobody had ever heard of him. And I kind of, you know, in the back of my mind, and sure enough, Miguel Tejada became uh, one of the better shortstops of our time. However, he's not exactly thin and spindly anymore, is he? No, he's very buff. I don't know how that happened. Things happen. Yeah, well, he's from Oakland. Things happen. I'm just saying. Things happen. By the way, I have the same feeling for Jorvit Torrealba. Do you remember your Vittori Elba? He was a catcher oh, yeah, and an yeah. outfielder at one uh-huh. point. Yeah, I saw him yeah. play for the Memphis Redbirds uh-huh. of the Class AA affiliate of the Cardinals back okay. in the day. Right. I went. He was he was just then in AA. My buddies and I went to the game because we were down in Memphis for a weekend. And I remember saying, God, that name was funny, but that kid can play. And then all of a sudden he winds up in the pros later on. Not as good, obviously. I, I, I didn't know where you were going. I thought no. you were talking about Jessica Alba's sister. I thought you were Jorvit talking about your Victoria, your Victoria Alba. No, Jorvit Toriaba. Ah, okay. All right, batting number four. Go! Right fielder, Woo! Nick Markikis. Wow! 293, who? 18 home runs, six stolen bases. Nick who? Markikis. God bless you. Yeah, exactly. Number five, left fielder, Nolan Remold. Batting 279, 15 home runs, and eight stolen bases last year. Big fan of Nolan Remo. Your DH will be Luke Scott. Bat, what... Batted 258 last year with 25 home runs. He won't last past April. Your catcher is Matt Whiters. Batted 288. He'll be third string as of May. Nine home runs, one stolen base. <laughs> Your first baseman is batting eighth. Garrett Atkins, 226, nine home runs. He'll have a groin pull before the season ever starts. And finishing off your lineup... Shortstop, Cesar is tourist, batting two fifty six, two home runs, twelve stolen bases. That's the guy who might pull his groin. Your pitchers are Kevin Millwood, thirteen and ten last year, Jeremy okay. Guthrie, ten and seventeen last year, Brad Bergerson, seven and five, mm-hmm. Brian Matus, five and two, and Chris go. Tillman, two and five. There it is. There it is. Another scintillating edition of our projected <laughs> major league starting lineups as of February second. Wow. Not much for the Baltimore Orioles. I still have a uh, a very fond place in my heart as a baseball fan, Brian, and you're a little bit younger of a different generation than I am, but I still remember the great tradition. And I know it's been a while, but the great tradition of the Baltimore Orioles, a great baseball town. Yeah. They had some great players. I always There was something special to me about the Baltimore Orioles. Now, the only thing I remember about the Baltimore Orioles is the end of the Cal Ripken Jr. regime, that, if you that, will. That, that, was that was special. Kind of the, it was special. Mm-hmm. It was great to see an older guy, but I had missed the great Baltimore teams of before. That was before my time and era. Mm-hmm. So. A boog Paul? I don't know. Manager Davey Johnson was their second baseman, or Mark Belanger over at short. A Paul Blair out in the outfield. Steve Stone pitching yeah, for the team? I'll throw yeah. a trivia question yeah. <laughs> out to David Johnson or any of our listeners out there. 888-463-6748. They had a left-handed, right-handed hitting catcher combination for about four or five years during those great Oriole years. Okay, Name me the two catchers for the Baltimore Orioles. One the lefty, okay. one the righty. Wow. 888-463-6748. Make sure I don't forget to uh, give the answer because I think I did that last time. Catcher? Yeah. All right. I wouldn't have a clue. Remember, we, again, we threw out a time. riddle last time, and I never gave the answer. I thought you did. Huh? I thought you did. I don't think we did. Let's see if I can find the riddle. Are we really doing this on air? Huh? Okay. 
Now I can't find it. Yeah, remember when Schwarzenegger had a long one? Michael J. Fox had a short one? Yeah. Right? Yeah. We never gave the answer. Last name. Last name. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, you know, I did that on my radio program. We'd throw out trivia questions. You get all involved in the next topic. We go to the end of the show, boom, we're done, and all the listeners are hanging on the edge of I will not. I will not let you go. we got 15 minutes. If somebody yeah. doesn't call in, I, I right. will ask you again. Catch your combination for the Baltimore Orioles, 888-463-6748. Email us at Mike, M-I-C, Mike number two, Mike2Guys at AOL.com. Gotcha. All right. Thank you very much. Who? Um, any ideas, a little tease for our next projected starting line? Next projected starting line, I'm going to go local. I'm going next time I'm in. Cardinals? No, not even more local than that. The Brew Crew. Not even more closer to the home. What? Your Chicago no, Cubs. Yes. Not yet. Yes. Come on. Come on. There's only going to be like, let's see, if I'm not here the rest of the week, there's going to be like uh, 10 days till pitchers and catchers report. You're killing me. Well, okay. you can still come up with a projected starting lineup with pitchers and catchers report. No, oh, I will. But I'm just saying, yeah. in 10 days, I, I, we're going to go local right. because we, we did East Coast. With the Baltimore Orioles, we did West Coast with Anaheim. Yeah. I think the Central needs to be addressed. Unbelievably exciting. Don't forget, we anyone, do. I don't know. Yeah. I can't remember who was the co-host when we said we are going to have a special prize for the first manager and the first team that announces so and so is going to become their starting day pitcher. Usually, it happens like maybe the first day of spring training. Well, because in all honesty, the Milwaukee what's the Brewers point? would like to announce Ben Sheets has been named their starting pitcher. Practice one day. Ben Sheets is in Oakland. I know. Yeah. I was throwing a name. <laughs> But, I mean, you know, at least hold a week of practice before you give your starting pitcher for opening day. I'm with you. I'm with you. You're here right <laughs> off the bat that Carlos Sombrano is our starting pitcher in Chicago for the Cubs. Jake Peavy will be the starting pitcher for the White Sox. You hear it every day because they need to put the confidence in the pitcher. Why? Yeah. Have him work for it. Yeah. Let's see what you got. Even even if you know Jake Peavy's going to be your starter, if, if nothing else, humor us. Yeah. Humor us a little bit and have a week of practice before you pick make, your starting Make it a pitch. competition. Yeah. Just say whoever has the best preseason gets yeah. to be the starter. Yeah. All right. Very quickly, NBA basketball, we got to brag once again, flex our muscles. Hasn't happened, oh, in about 11 years since a guy named Jordan, a guy named Pippen retired, that we've been able to brag a little bit here in Chicago, but our Bulls, hottest team in the NBA right now. I know you disagree with that a little bit. Let's just say they're red hot, taking on the Clippers at home tonight. See if the Bulls can make it to six wins in a row. This is what I'm interested in. Uh, you know, I was thinking about this driving in because I was going to ask myself what I was going to watch tonight. You know, there's going to be some TV shows that I normally TiVo and I watch mm-hmm. anyway. But I thought sports-wise, what am I paying attention to? And I thought to myself, when was the last time in the last couple of years that I was actually interested in a Bulls-Clippers game? And I am. I'm actually very – because Clippers one of the last teams to beat the Bulls before they went on this streak. Mm-hmm. You know, and the Bulls have been playing extremely well. So my question is, can they keep it going versus a bad team – so I was actually driving and thinking, I can't believe that tonight I'm putting time aside mm-hmm. to watch Bulls Clippers. I'm proud of you. All right, really? I'm proud of you. Because I'm a little uh, question myself. No more. reason to question yourself. You I should be very proud of your Chicago Bulls. We talked about it yesterday. The only thing that bothers me a little bit, and I'm sure it's happened to our listeners out there in towns you're at, whatever sport you root for, if your team's been down for a while, they're doing good, they're playing great, excellent, and that makes the players more valuable. So now you'll be able to trade some of your players. Yeah, I don't like that theory. Unless what you're getting is the big peak key for the future. It's probably a true theory. It's just it's 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 a no fun theory. Well, yeah, because it puts the damper on the guys who are getting yeah. excited now. Yes, you know, and that, and I understand that completely. But if you can get yourself a Chris Bosh uh, for like a Tyrus Thomas and someone else, you make that play because you know what your team is still going to be extremely good. Mm-hmm. And now you got a, two keys for the future. You got your one and two guy for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. But it's got to be a sign and trade, and it's got to be a guy who's going to have a lot of contract and a long time with your team. Now, one other NBA note. I'm not sure if you saw this or not. L.A. Lakers lost yesterday. We yeah. talked about uh, mm. 
uh, so many good up-and-coming teams in the NBA, so many good young players, maybe more than I yeah. can ever remember. The Memphis Grizzlies certainly are one of those teams. Zach Randolph, Marcus Gasol, Michael Conley, Rudy Gay, um, O.J. Mayo. Yeah. I mean, that's a pretty exciting starting five. They beat the Lakers, but the note here is Kobe Bryant. Yep. 44 points, and he became the all-time leading scorer for the L.A. Lakers. See, now, I never saw Jerry West play either. Ooh. Did you? Yes. Okay, so here, here's what I did here. He, he was in the league 14 years which is exactly what Kobe's in right now. But I did hear they didn't have a three-point line when no. he was in. Yeah. So the question is, how many points do you think he could have put up if there was a three-point line? A lot more. Really? Was he, was he traditionally a three-point outside um, shooter? Like, I, don't no. know, I don't know his game. No, he could definitely. Uh, it was not long. First of all, he could shoot anywhere. Really? Just a phenomenal shooter, great scorer. But no, I wouldn't say he was a long-range bomber. He okay. was more 12 to 15 feet. Really? Yeah. Okay, well, so my thing is, with the lineups that the Lakers have had, to be the all-time leading scorer for that particular team... Pretty impressive. That That's like being the best hitter ever on the Yankees. Yes. That's like being, you know, uh, the best football player to ever grace San Francisco lineup. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. it, it just it's up there. It's up there in, in just the, the t- top of the line. And when it's all said and done, he's going to be better than Jordan. And it's going to be hard for a lot Ooh. of people of my generation to admit because wow. we are the generation that grew up with Jordan. Yeah, I tend yeah. to uh, agree with you, but I think uh, many listeners might not. No. Well, I'm sure they won't. But yeah. it, it, when it's all said and done, Kobe may be better. You're not talking about championships no. as a player. No. Just an overall better player than Michael Jordan. That's strong right. stuff. I mean, given Jordan, he got his six titles. Great. But if you look all around as a player, you know, got, you've got to give Kobe credit. He's been amazing so far in his career, and he's not done yet. He's probably got another three, four years to him. So he can pop a couple more championships, especially with that lineup. And speaking of Gasols, Uh-oh. do they have any more Gasol brothers? Because honestly, I, I like every Gasol brother out there I've yes. seen. Is there like a third Gasol coming up? Because I'd love to draft him if I was You know, if there is, I would highly recommend our general manager, John Paxson and Gar Foreman, to draft him. Because you're right, the Pasals, they may not look good. Right. They may need a little facial hair no, work. Not pretty. They're on the all-ugly team. They are yeah. indeed, but they can play. They can play. Make no mistake Speaking about of young it. players, we talked about some great guys in the NFL. Chris Paul now injured. Yeah. Got injured against the Bulls. It looks like he's left. Yeah. And Could you know a, how a he got injured? Baseline on a cameraman. Oh, and, you know, I, I've always nice. been amazed how close the, the spectators or the camera guys underneath the basket are. I mean, you've got these great athletes flying in. Yeah. Millions and millions of dollars riding on these great athletes' TV ratings and everything. And you got these cameramen, and there's just three not feet a lot away. of room. No, yeah. three feet away. They yeah. need to alleviate that. Chris Paul ran into the cameraman. It was hard to see from the exact angle, but I think a good part of it was due to the barrier there. And he's out, what, four to six weeks minimum? Minimum. It's minimum. Uh, left knee. They're doing an MRI on him. They know he's out for sure for about four weeks. And it could be even worse than that if there's more damage inside the knee. It's mm-hmm. left knee. I mean, that that's unbelievable to me that that's how it happened. Arguably, arguably. We the top point guard in the NBA. Yes, yes, I, I would say he's up there, if not the best. Mm-hmm. And he's been there for a while. I thought I always thought that when looking at Derrick Rose, that he should model more of his game against for Chris Paul. And he's starting too. Yeah, just now starting too. Yeah. We may be in three, four years talking about our very own Derrick Rose, the top point guard in the NBA. By the way, speaking of the uh, NBA, I saw the All Star rosters come out. My guy Monte Ellis. Of Golden State? Yeah. The tattooed warrior? Yeah. The jumping jack? Did not make the All-Star game? Are you kidding me? Well, come on. The All-Star game's a joke. When Allen Iverson makes it and he it's didn't more play, of a joke now. Uh, yeah, yeah. To me, that's just pathetic. Uh, that's I, I have no respect for that lineup whatsoever now. It's worse than the Pro Bowl. At least they're nominated and then they don't go. 
this is bad because the good guys aren't even nominated to go because they're not in the major markets and people aren't watching them play. Allen Iverson's in there simply because of the uh, fan vote. His name, yeah. I mean, in all honesty, does he deserve to be there? He didn't even play. No. He didn't have a team for no. the first couple of months. He, just it's pathetic. Mm-hmm. And by rights, he should rescind his... He should step down and say, hey, let somebody else have the opportunity. If he was any kind of man, he would he would stand yeah. up and just say, hey, you know what? Yeah, Listen, I don't deserve it. Thank you very much. I love the fans for doing this for me, but in honor of the game, I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's what he should say. All right. Well, NBA All-Star Game will be, uh, we got the Super Bowl this week. NBA All-Star Game following weekend, right? Exactly. Always something going on. Always something. And as uh, David Olson just reminded me, 98 days. 98 days until the Kentucky Derby. Really? How many days till the NFL preseason begins? Do we have that yet? I believe that would be 212, but who's counting? Just throwing out numbers here, but I'm very excited about the Kentucky Derby. And let us not forget, we have a Winter Olympiad coming up in the Winter X Games going on right now. I have not watched a single moment of the Winter X Games. I have joined you in not watching. The two of us could hold hands together and not watch it. Not watch it. I I am very excited about the actual Olympics because there are sports in there that I like. Can't wait to see Olympic hockey with professionals. I think the U.S. team has a chance to be probably the best it's ever been, and that's saying something. Uh, so that excites me. Then, then the, the, the secondary sports kind of, kind of amused me as well. Did you see Bruce Willis last night on David Letterman? Did not. He did, uh, they asked him if he was excited about the Olympics. And he says, oh, you know, I was in the Olympics back in 84. Mm-hmm. And they kind of laughed. He had superimposed his face on a, cr- by athlete. You know, the ones <laughs> who do the cross country skiing and then the shooting. Yeah. And then instead of a regular rifle, he pulled out a machine gun and did the old, oh! <laughs> yeah, but I thought that was extremely funny. It sounds like people are starting to get into the Winter Olympics. I did see uh, uh, one of the U.S. Olympic curlers <laughs> on the Jay Leno show, the 9 o'clock uh, version, yeah. just flipping around the yeah. channels. And they showed a little uh, a promo for the curler. Yeah, how did that look? It's it, it, The intensity. Oh, they take it seriously. They did. <laughs> They take it, they take so it almost a little bit too serious, but I like the guy who throws the stone actually glides. He glides with the stone. He, yeah, and, he then, and then you, you actually yeah. don't throw the stone, you no. release it. Right, because it's 45 pounds. You're yes. not lifting that thing. Yes, You're, but it's not like you... I, I was picturing them pushing the stone no, no, down. No. They push with their back foot, and they, they re- glide along yes. with it, and then release it when they think yeah. they're going and right. And then, I don't know if you've seen the Brum guys. I've seen them before, but you know I had to watch the video last night to remind me. Yeah. First of all, small Brums. Well, it's broom on one side, chipper on the other. Whatever. To the shape of the ice and make it a little bit like slower. But they broom early, and the speed of which they broom, or brush. I don't know what the technical term is. I don't know. you got one guy brushing in one direction, right. one guy brushing in the other. Right. And they have to stay ahead of the, the stone. Yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable how quick they go. Well, yeah, it's a, it's a sport. The only thing about that sport that cracks me up is, you know, when they have the Winter Olympics and they, they bring everybody out there and they, par- you know, they parade every single country out. Yeah. And now the U.S. national team. Hi. The, the guy who's out of shape, who you think is a coach, turns yeah. out to be the curler for the yeah, U.S. national yeah. team. It's kind of awkward. I don't think you have to be in tremendous shape, you know, <laughs> maybe the uh, shoulder muscles well, to broom that. When way. I think great athletes and Olympians, mm-hmm. like I don't expect the guy with the keg as a gut sitting out there going, "I'm your curling guy." It's <laughs> a good point. Now, you sure there's not four guys in a team? You sure there's not two there brooms and one scraper? No, 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 there's two brooms or scrapers because it's you use both okay. sides. There's the guy who throws it. Then there's the coach who's on the other side. A who, coach. Well, he, he's also the alternate as far as throwing it. But he'll yell at them to either <laughs> speed it up, slow it down, speed it up, slow it down. So you've got one guy that's verbally giving directions. Yeah. Oh, and boy. before, when they're signing it up, when they're sizing yeah. it up, he's the one who's trying to give them 
directions as to where to throw right. it as well. Stick around tomorrow, folks. We're going to break down the Nordic <laughs> ski jump. You want, you want, make sure you're around for that at 10.56 tomorrow morning. All right, Double B, we got to wrap up today's show. It has been a pleasure. Whoa, 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 whoa. Orioles-Catchers combo. Ah, Very nicely done. (laughs) The two catchers were Andy Echeverin, the right-hander. Okay. And Elrod, please don't call me Ellie Hendricks, the left-hander. And they did this for four or five years as a combo. Andy Echeverin, Elrod Hendricks were the uh, catchers for some of the great Baltimore Orioles teams. I didn't even mention, of course, their third baseman, the Hall of Famer, Brooks Robinson. Very nice. Best defensive third baseman ever saw. Now we can finish up. All right. Now I can say thank you for coming in, Double B. Great job. Uh, We'll see you hopefully next week at some point. Give me a call. We'll set it up. And you can call in, of course, and make your picks here uh, on this Football Friday on the Talk Zone. Football Friday! All right. Take it easy. I'll be here. Take it easy. (laughs) All right. I want to thank David Olson, our producer, engineer extraordinaire, Randy Myers. You're listening to thetalkzone.com. It's two guys at a mic. Big Dog will be in the house. Tomorrow we'll do it all over again. Don't forget to vote, please. Exercise. You're right to vote. Right. <laughs>